Chewing on some bones, eating some food, doing his thing. Living his best life. Yeah, obviously. And I say that a lot and I hate myself for it, but you know. <laughs> I just tried to get some food sounds going so that didn't happen. No. But he's wagging his little his little tough nub, tail. His nub. So, okay, where have you been? What have you been listening to? How's it going? What's yeah. up? It's been a it's been a um, it's been a long weekend. I think we spent a lot of time together this weekend. We did. Um, it went well. Yeah, it really did. It's just been like I think the last day today, we've just been like moving, and yeah. we're both pretty tired. We pickled pickles. Yes, yes, we. did. I made pickles today yeah. with the assistance of of Kay. She kind of tricked me into it. I'll be completely honest. I yeah, was the not house expecting smelled kind of bad for a minute. Uh, you know. But it was it, cool though. It was a cool experience. We've never done that before. Yeah. What have you been listening to? Um, what have I been listening to? <sighs> I mean, like, honestly, I've still been reading a lot lately. So like musically Don't you listen to something when you read? Yeah, I do. It's mostly like math rock and like instrumental stuff. So Chan. Yeah. Listening to a lot of Chan. I listened to a lot of Light a few days ago. Um, but mostly Chan right now. Just Chan. Check them out. They're awesome. They're like an instrumental group from uh, the United States, I think. So yeah, check them out though. But Sean, what about you? What have you been listening to? Um, I've been doing pretty good. I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks, you know, just trying to get in through my work day. Get that, it get helps. that. And I've still been waking up god awful early to paint. And so get I've that, just been listening that. to whatever just kind of pops up on my queue as of late. And then um, I think Friday was a really good New Music Friday. I felt like I found some good stuff. Shockingly, you know, I have to do it. I have to talk about Taylor Swift. Like, what was that? I showed you that song and you were impressed. You didn't even realize that was Boney Bear either. And you're like, what? Yeah, I do not really like Taylor Swift like at all. I don't but either. I have to admit that was a great song. And from what I hear, it's a great album. Like, so out of, props to her. I'll probably check it out. Out of all but. the shocking, surprising things that happened in 2020 this year so far, I did not expect this out of her. No, like, no offense to Taylor Swift fans, but she she's kind of been putting out pop music. Pop music and so we don't, uh, we don't do like, that. We don't like it. No, um, but that song was really good. So, um. Yeah. I think we should check it out. We should honestly I know, like really I know. listen to it. I want to. It's just that I saw featuring Boney Bear and I was like, I have to look at it. I know. And like I you just, said, yeah. I had no idea that it was him for like I know. a bit. And then when he came in on the end and he had that like signature kind of like falsetto. Like, no, yeah, but like they double his voice. Yeah. He and you can really hear that, that difference, right? Mm-hmm. That's when I was just like, holy shit, is that? And that then is Boney Bear. 
shakes. Like shakes. He's our hero. Uh, found a gospel band, which was kind of shocking. We did. They were called the Harlem Gospel Travelers. They sound like a like a seventies, sixties, sixties. Yeah. Sixties uh soul band. It was great. But you were like super excited to show your parents. Yeah, I was. Um, he's off to go protect us from the people I that know. came into the house. The two people that live in this house. Yeah, but he doesn't know that. We're doing a podcast, Father. I know. No, you're fine. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, we're gonna. Oh my gosh. No, we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it raw. I really think we should because that was super funny. That's funny. Um, and then. Yeah, but you wanted to show your parents the Harlem Gospel Travelers. As yeah. soon as I showed them to you, you're like, I have to tell my parents. And you yeah. texted them like immediately. I did. They didn't respond, of course, because they don't know how to work phones. But yeah, I bet they really would enjoy something like that. Yeah. So it was a great callback to that era. It Honestly, was. it was awesome. And um, then I found dad actually talk of uh, speak of the devil. Her dad uh, just asked me, us if we, if we wanted to go outside and hang out with them, yeah, which I is know. super sweet, honestly. I know. I wish we could, but we got to get this We got work to do. I know. So he told me to check out this song called Cars in Space by Rolling Blackout's Coastal Fever. That is a mouthful. That's too long of a name. It's a mouthful. It's, it's a lot. But it's actually kind of funky when I put it on New Music Friday 2, and it was dad's recommendation from XM Radio. Shout so out. that was fun. And it was not... Uh, it was a little different. I think it was kind of more of the alternative indie stuff that I'm like into that I've mixed lately. I feel like I haven't found a good one yet. So that was like a good little, little upbeat song to get me going. And uh, I guess I'll keep you updated about Moose. It's been like 100 degrees here daily as of late. It's yeah. been awful. The flies are out in full force. Yeah. And Moose hates fly swatters and think it's a past life thing. Can't do anything with them. So the flies just get the fly around the house. Yeah. <laughs> also, I have a bit of a moose update. Okay. Um, May went away for like two-ish hours. I think so, yeah. On Saturday. And him and I, like it was the first time we ever really like hung out, just me and him. And um, I'm sorry, he just looked at the door and was just like, oh. I was just like waiting for the bark. I think it was maybe um, a margarita bill. You got to wrap it up, keep it moving, keep it going. Come on now. Yeah, so we spent a lot of time together, and it was a fun time. Good. Also, I can't keep up with his fart because it's so stinking hot. He just sheds like a mofo. Like crazy. It's awful. We saw like a dust bowl of it <laughs> pulling across the yard earlier. Okay, so topic for today. If you haven't already uh, read it in the title, obviously, we're we're talking about covers, and we're going to talk about Kanye. Mm. But first off, we're going to go through some cover songs, because I think we both stand on, like, the opposite sides of the fence here. Sort yeah. of. To an extent. To an extent. So I think uh, covers may actually be one of the few flaws in our music relationship. Minus the machine gun wow. Kelly thing, of course. But but isn't it? It kind of is. I think this is a thing that won't go away, to be completely honest. You mean like the thing between two of us? Or yeah. This oh. is going to be an issue for like the rest of our relationship. The rest of it. Because I'm not budging, man. I don't think you are either. Yeah. K is against them, and I am all for them. I think Mo- Mostly. 
And like I do like some. I'm not completely like, oh, this is dumb. Like I'm never gonna listen to any. Yeah. It's just like for the most part, I'm not a fan of them, period. Well yeah, and I'm I wanna I'm here to try and change your mind. It's not gonna happen. Or at least maybe change someone's mind out there that's listening. You know what? In the words of Whitney Houston, it's not impossible. So oh my let's God, go ahead. That's a cover song right there. No, it's n- no, it's a rendition. Okay. That's What's different. the difference? Can we just let's get st- stop trying to sully that woman's name, right? Let's get let's get to work, okay? Anyway, it, so it kind of you want to start, song. or you want me to start? You can go ahead and start. I think this is going to be kind of a mess, to be completely honest. I wrote a crap ton of stuff down, but you know. Hey, I did too. We're, we're here. So, uh, to me, when I find a cover song, and it's a song that I know by heart, that's like a new version of it, I get really excited because I think you already go in knowing the song, or especially if it's like a song that's with, with a really simple name. Like, uh, I know there's a song, like, called Gypsy, and I feel like, you know, musically, a lot of songs could be called Gypsy, because it's just, like, playing whatever. I automatically think of, like, the Fleetwood Mac version of it, but, you know, it's still a pretty basic name is what I'm getting at. So when you find one that's called Gypsy, you don't really think first thing that it's a cover song, and so when you listen to it and you, like, find it, you're excited, and it's kind of like this gasp moment. You're like, oh, my God, someone redid this song, and they recorded it and everything, and they put it out there for the world to know. And so I just, it gives me a lot of excitement. And I also think a good cover song can pay tribute to a favorite artist or a song of, of theirs. True. And maybe should light on an older artist who uh, may have been from a different generation mm-hmm. that uh, people our age may or our age or younger may not know. And while that like breaks my heart truly, because yeah. I think everyone should be familiar with at least some form of like oldies, whether it's more like the stuff that you're catered to with just like the R&B or like me with the more like new wave kind of rocky yeah. stuff i still think it's important to kind of have some sort of foundation to know why you for listen sure. to what you listen to now basically yeah for sure but um it's at least some of these covers can give a little light to the old version <laughs> and i actually have an example so one of uh, uh a good a song that i really like called i'm on fire by Bruce Springsteen. AWOL Nation redid it for one of the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. It was kind of creepy, the one he did. But um, one of my friends... Fifty Shades Freed. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) One of my friends, she didn't know about the original. And, like, that breaks my heart because I'm on fire by Bruce Springsteen is golden. It's beautiful. And it's just, like, it's such a good, like, just relaxing, almost ballad, but, like, you know, hey, pretty mama, is your daddy home? Can we go and leave you all alone? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so good. It's just kind of cute in the way I think the music video is really nice, too. Basically, Bruce Springsteen is a mechanic working in a place and, like, this very classy woman, like, walks in with her heels and, like, hey, do this for me and drop it off at my house. And, like, he fixes the car, like, rides it around, drops it off at her place, and, like, he almost goes, knocks on the door, but then he just, like, doesn't he walks away so i think it's more of a fantasy song than anything but like i just it's really like a sentimental song to me one from my childhood for sure and so the fact that awol did it and they kind of just like 
made it kind of spooky scary which I guess is like the whole thing for that movie it was still just kind of like heartbreaking to me that like that's the only version that people know yeah you know so it doesn't give the original person it doesn't then I have more go ahead dude he's got all the time in the world okay okay so um one that I think a lot of people call out right away is Hurt. Do you know that one? By Johnny Cash. Uh, you would recognize uh, it. I would probably recognize it. But it was originally done by Nine Inch Nails. And Johnny Cash, it was like... Wasn't he like super old when he did it? Yeah, it was like seven or eight months before Oh, wait, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And... Um, he uh, changed the lyrics a little bit, I think, with the permission of the singer from Nine Inch Nails. And um, honestly, his cover is better than theirs. Yes. And the singer of Nine Inch Nails even like will admit to it. He's like, I clearly did not write this song for me. Like, it's better with Johnny Cash singing it. And he's like, it's kind of like, an ex-girlfriend's like you're jealous of the fact that like someone else has it and did better like like he said something along those lines and it's just like ah stop it's so good and like you can hear his raw emotion in it because i mean he was at the end of his life his wife dies three months like after they they like record this in a music video and then like he dies like four months after that so it's just like crazy and it's really good and i think everyone is familiar with this cover but like I bet you a lot of people don't realize yeah, that, that is a cover. That. Yeah. So it's just it's funny how these things just pop up. And then I mean I wrote down unfortunately, like, you know, there's all the there's bad covers out there. I There are. There are a lot of them actually. Lots of people do Don't Dream It's Over as a cover. It's by Crowded House from the nineties, I know. But like that was I grew up on Crowded House. Yeah, yeah. And I hear it in coffee shops played all the time. And it's just like, ugh, it's so annoying. It's disgusting. But I can tell you, I have probably at least three versions. What? I just thought of something I'm going to talk about. I completely forgot what okay, I was going to go. Okay. Sorry, I just, I wear my emotions on my face. Go. So there's probably like three versions that I have of that song. Same. Three versions. Yeah, and like I also have that with um, uh, God, running up that hill. Meg Meyer has just released a cover of that, but it was originally done by Kate Bush. But so really? many people have re- redone running up that hill, and a lot of people have done it acoustically, and it was really nice. Hmm. But Meg Meyer's actually really brought some fire to it and had it made it sound more like the original, but still yeah. more like rockier style. And I don't, I hate to say this. But, like, I think it's better than the original. Who's the original Kate, Kate Bush. Bush? Yeah. And, I mean, I don't think a lot of people are familiar with that name, but, like, she is such a big influence on a lot of female musicians today. Yeah. Okay. And so I think she had her time in the place and placed her in the 80s, but I just feel like now it's not played as much. But no. I still think people look to her all the time for influences, mm. especially with that song. It's such a powerful, cool Probably like song. like a musician's musician. Yes, and then uh, I have to point out that, like, all the crooners back in the day, they all sang cover songs. They did, yeah. Yeah, no, and I, that's acceptable in my eyes. Like, I know, but why? I think, okay, my, 
I feel like music has evolved in such a way that now creativity is more important than actual talent and skill. And I think you see that with like, and I always use him as a reference because I cannot stand him, Bob Dylan. Like, Bob Dylan can't sing. Like, he can't sing. No, his voice is... But his creativity with like his songwriting and his composition, that's the big piece. That's different than like a Nat King Cole or like a Frank Sinatra because they were crooners and that was like the style back then. They were they were known yeah. for their voice. And even with jazz musicians of today, like traditional jazz musicians, they write, but Winston Marsalis and other guys like him, they made careers off of just like being able to sound like someone or being good enough to where like, okay, they played the song actually better. So that to me is like one thing and I completely compartmentalize like them as a different thing. My issue with it is you have artists that like are in this new age, this like creativity age, right? Yeah. You're just trying to create something unique. You're trying to come up with this unique sound. And like it's just like what what are you doing? Like like throwing a cover in there is it like Yeah, well, no, it's like you're trying to, like, fit your sound into someone else's sound. Like, my example, another good one, for me, my example is Fall Out Boy's cover of Beat It. We didn't need that. It was true. We will never need that. That's something that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. So that's just, like, there are just so many of those where it's, like, rock covers of, like, Michael Jackson song or, like, rock covers of, like, R&B songs. It's like, what, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're just, sometimes they're bad. Like, I, like, and I will admit, I do like covers, like, some covers. One we found recently, Ayoni's cover of Drake's Too Good. Oh, I was that also was better than say the original. The Romney one. Yeah, yeah. That Are your was, records on? That wasn't better than the original. No, but it was still good. Oh, you think the, the other Too Good was better than the original? I do, personally. I would have to say so. I'm partial to the original just because it's like a pop hit and yeah. it's like fun to move to. But like, um, yeah, she did it better. Yeah, she did. She killed it. Yeah, she did. So like, and she took some liberties with that, but I think she still held true to like the idea of the song. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. But I mean, I get what you're saying with the whole creativity part, but I also think that like, I love to see something old and kind of turns into maybe something more like they, someone gives it a modern twist, you know? I love the idea I that did, like uh, an no. older song where they still the same lyrics, but it can honestly be an entirely different song at the end of the day. And I think that's fun. And I still think it calls out this beautiful song that's got some like history to it. But I think an artist can still put their own spin on it and still be like, this is me, this is my sound. I just like want to pay tribute to like this artist or this song that I love all my life, you know? Yeah, and I think that like if there's really a heartfelt reason behind why they're doing it and that's what I think you're getting at, Yeah. then like, okay, I I can understand that. You know what I mean? Like if the lyrics just speak to you and it's just like the song or if you were like a musician... And you did a cover of like a yeah. Grounded House song. Okay, I feel like I'd be able to kind of figure out that you really mean something behind yeah. it, right? My, and I always just think of like cover bands 
that just like yeah. tour nationally and to be honest can I tell you a little mm-hmm. secret a little, a little hypocritical mm-hmm. secret go for it one of the best concerts I've ever been to was a Led Zepp you're the tribute worst no it was amazing like that was the first time I saw someone that actually had like like bona fide stage presence yeah and it was some random old man okay I have a question then. what if um I don't know what band it is, but like I know for a fact that like uh, lead singer band members have died, and the band is still traveling. They bring on someone new. Is that considered a cover song? You shouldn't even be doing it anymore. Yeah, but like there have been people that are able to find the exact same voice out there. It's not and the they same. Still perform it. It's still not the same. I like. I'm not saying like if I died and I was in a band, I would expect them to like break it up. But like. Go the Dave Grohl route. Just be like, I'm making something else. Like, someone is gone. I'm doing something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I get, he was like, but I mean, you can't the lead Kurt singer Cobain. of, exactly, it was Kurt Cobain, but like, I just, it feels weird. And you know who used to do that a lot? Yeah. R&B, like, groups. They would constantly be switching in and out members. But I think it was more of an image than like, the sound thing. That's the issue, I think. Like, when the Temptations got rid of Dave Ruffin, David Ruffin, they don't sound the same. Yeah. That's just, that's a, that's a one, that's a unique, powerful voice that you like leave, lose, right? And would Guns N' Roses be the same without, um, who's the dude with the top hat? Whatever his Axel name is. Rose. No, that's the lead singer. They would not be the same without Axl Rose. Slash, it's Slash. Slash, would they be the same without Slash? Um, I don't think so. It's, it's the guitar. But I mean, you can reproduce the sound on a guitar. It's just like... As a musician, you know you can like recreate what someone's already made. I know, but it's just... You're just like... You're killing the creativity of it, and you're killing the aesthetic of it. Yeah. And that's why I'm just not a big fan of covers. Like, you don't even know if the Slash now is still the same Slash because of all that curly black hair, the glasses, and the top hat. Like, they could be I don't even know what he out. looks like. I know. They could be replacing him out every single show. And what if he's bald know. and actually has cataracts? He could be. He could. I just, like... It's just kind of like being someone who... I don't think that I take I take writing pretty seriously. It's not like I like am like I need to write every day for five hours. Like it's yeah. not like that. But I think like I'm pretty deep in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't imagine myself like spending most of my time and like my creative efforts just like taking like someone's work and then just jotting it down and then calling it my own. Just couldn't do it. But no, I know but it's different because it's plagiarism. music. This is musical plagiarism. Illegal. Anyways, I just... And it's weird because, like, I like it when artists... And if you don't have a deep connection and you take it and you make it better, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, one of my favorites is actually by Clara C. It's Rocketeer by the Far East Movement. And she, like, plays horns on it. Like, she herself plays, like, horns, clarinet, sax. And then she has, like, a really cute music video. She just has, like, this fake toy rocket. And she's just, like, in her one-bedroom apartment. And it's just, like, it's cute. Yeah. And it's this, like, really beautiful song. I think she plays violin on it, too. So there's, like, huge swelling 
like movement at the end you know mm-hmm. what i mean that was really good and then like um yeah we were gonna talk about uh summertime i gotta i gotta build up to that oh, i'm okay, not ready okay. for that yeah but i think um no i basically am i just think I'm just not a big fan of like cover bands and covers all the time. And... I, I actually have a cover band here and I want to put them out. Um, they're called Scott Bradley's Postmodern Jukebox. They take pop music of today that everyone knows and they play it like it's from like the 20s or the 30s. They put a jazz spin on it. I would go see them live. I think it would be so fun. And sometimes the songs they do create are like better than the original. Um, I've showed you them. I feel like I have. You have, and it's fine. I just. Uh... And they also have the whole like get up too with the whole um, very twenties esque vintagey vibes with like the whole flapper dresses and like the zoot suits and stuff like that. I know. It's just like. Well, also, I think it's so hard for me to get by. I like, I know point, they're good, but like, I just. Unfortunately, to another point, like, I think people are, it's the only way that they could even consider um, appreciating jazz music is if it's like. That's what honestly kind of pisses me off about it, but yeah. You know, but I think they can at least attempt to get to this audience that a normal jazz musician musician would not be able to. No, and so I, I think like, they're kind of breaking a barrier to an extent. And I get that. I just think that I can't even describe it. Like it just kind of makes me feel weird about the whole thing cuz like you're using this like art form just as like a vehicle for like people to uh, I don't even know like I don't want to say have a good time, but it's almost like a laugh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's almost like a laugh. And I'm not saying they're not great. I've heard a few of their songs and their renditions. They're, like, spot on. They're good. And I think we could enjoy it. But, like, for the average consumer, it's more or less like a, wow, look at this. Like, yeah, I can't believe this is how they used to sing. I don't know. But, like. Uh, okay. What? Go ahead. Well, I just have more more things to talk about. Where, do you, where are you headed? I don't know. I'm just I'm going. I'm tired. Well, like. Uh, another thing that I have is that I'm pretty sure there are like, I don't even know what you call these people, but companies or groups that literally make a living off of people, musicians coming into their studio and singing cover songs. Like one of them, I'm pretty sure is like Triple J. And then another one, yeah, yeah. like right now, I know the Wild Honey Bee, the Wild Honey Pie does a lot of different stuff. But right now, like what they've been posting on Instagram is a lot, a lot of is like doing these covers. home home yeah. videos of artists doing covers. So, and I'm sure that's helping them somehow, some way. I don't know how. I don't know how they do what they're doing, but that's what I've been seeing a lot of because of the times that we're in and. I mean, Triple J has been doing this forever. In fact, like they have one of my favorite covers, "Blood" by Gang of Youths. Unfortunately, they will never release it on like any platform for me to listen to. It's only on YouTube. But it was a fantastic cover, and I personally think it was better than the original. 
So wow. I know. And it's not just because I'm like buying CMUs. I just really think like they killed it in the cupboard. Yeah. So I just think there are special occasions. And like Spotify has a whole section dedicated to cover songs and just everything. And I mean, if you think about it, I'm sure you can backtrack all the way up. Like, shoot, we've been seeing cover songs since like our childhood because, you know, you sing like Ring Around the Rosie. Like that's been passed down for years and years. That's completely How? different. That is completely different. Well, at one point, recording game. wasn't a thing. That was how songs got passed down. That is completely different. People. I bet you could find a recording out there somewhere of that, that creepy song, but you know. That is a completely, that's like a game. Like, that's a child's game. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, we all started somewhere. So I, getting it. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, as, like, a musician who's going to be paid, I feel like you should be more than just, like, a, a fucking jukebox. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I get, like, if you come out with a cover occasionally, I'm okay with that. I just don't want to sit here and, like, say that one of my favorite artists doesn't create their own music. That's okay, weird to okay. me. Okay, but what about new songs featuring old songs? Like, the one that comes to mind is the one with Jay-Z and Kanye, where they had the Otis Redding oh, that's song completely different. How? That is completely How? different. Tell me. Because it's not a cover. That's called a. That's called sampling. That's completely different. But that's literally like the whole background of that entire song. But they're like doing something completely different with it. I know that sounds hypocritical, but like hip hop, like the idea of sampling, they they're not even taking like the whole song. They're not even taking lyrics from it. It's just him saying, "I got, gotcha, I got." Gotcha, that's it. Yeah, but then and I then also they're think just, like, bam, they use it as a beat. That like, Amy Winehouse song that's like featuring the Marvin Gaye one. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not just hip-hop. Don't go there. Stop. Yeah, that's fine, too. I mean, I'm okay with that sample. Don't don't talk bad about Tears Dry on their own. That's such a good song. It is. It's um, fantastic. And I'm not saying I'm not, like, completely against it, because I like, I like remixes, and I know you don't. No, yeah, we need to talk about that, too. Which is, to me, like, it's a gray line, honestly, between remix and cover, but I think that... Growing up and listening to hip hop a lot, like that was how you got your favorite artists, like on beats that you think, like, maybe they can kill this. Like, when, like, they came out with, um, God, who was it? Oh, man, I'm about to show my, my age. Dude, um, we're old. DJ yeah, Khaled, what is that song called? Come on now. DJ Khaled. Do it. Convict music. I gotta sing it. Okay. We taken over, taken over by DJ Khaled had like four remixes, and it was just like it went from being like five artists rapping on it to six or seven. I think got to like eight or nine, and it was like the biggest names in hip hop. And it's like who the fuck is gonna get on next? Like it was like a big deal. DJ Khaled put out like probably like eight or nine singles where it was just like five and then they would do a remix and then it would be seven and then they would do a remix again and then be like eight and nine he did this like over and over and it was just like a cool moment in hip-hop mainstream rap where it was just like okay like this is this is it and then like mixtapes oh shit i guess mixtapes are kind of covers aren't they what's a mixtape in your eyes a mixtape so like a mixtape in hip-hop it's going to be where you take other people's beats and you rap over them. 
Yeah. Okay, so then, like, how does that not, like, tie back to the Amy Winehouse thing with the Marvin Gaye song? Because like, it's like that. different. Because it's not like you're, like, sitting there and, like, using the rapper's lyrics. You know what I mean? Like, you're doing your own thing. Still, it just blows my mind. I know, it's yeah. weird. I know, I know. I, I got a pretty... There is a lot of gray in this conversation, but I yeah. like it. Why it's do you fun. not like remixes? Because I think... At least in the indie world, to me, like, it does not be the original ever. Like, I think also, as of late, I've been seeing a lot of people on on Instagram that are like, oh, hey, all right, we just had this song released, blah, 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 now, like, guys, remix it for us and, like, send it in, which is a cool concept of, like, a fan being able to do that. No, for but sure. it's just never as good as the first one. Or, like, it's basically just, like, I feel like they kind of almost just turn it into, like, a club song or something that's like more yeah. on the beat that you can like dance to that's definitely way more yeah. electronic than the original is. Yeah, no, I've been seeing a lot of that lately. I think like like Chill Waves kind of, that's been the way it's headed where it's like they just take indie songs and they just kind of like remix them and turn them like a club yeah. hit or like something to kind of chill out and like there's just this like weird yeah. hip hop like beat to it and it's like this is just too much. It's just a DJ basically taking it and like yeah once again making it a dance song. It's like no like, don't do that to that song. Know, it hurts me sometimes. I just think that I get that though because I think like the hip hop remix is a lot different. A yeah, lot more different than, than like, what I'm talking about. The rest of well just the rest of like music's remix. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I wanted to talk about one other thing though. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. I am actually gonna side with you on this one thing. Oh snap, first time ever. <laughs> I can't wait to figure this one out. I actually hate this whole culture of people becoming famous off of cover songs alone. Thank you. It's um like example, my example is like the voice or American Idol. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, that doesn't make sense. No. Sorry, go ahead, go. And I mean, don't get me wrong. They, like, normally, like, really make it sappy and, like, the whole story behind it. Like, you, you're you're rooting for these people. Of they, course they you They do are. a good job with it. But it's like, okay, you got a good voice. Like, what does that prove? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Like, you have to have the creative talent to make it big and here anymore unless you're going to become a pop singer and have people write your song for you but like i feel like that's like a one in a million chance to be like another ariana grande or you know kelly clarkson yes someone to that degree so like what it's just and you know what's crazy about that too i just thought of this who the fuck actually says that kelly clarkson is their favorite artist I don't know. Like, you have you ever met somebody like, who's your favorite artist? Kelly Clarkson. I think maybe when she came out with, like, her first album. Okay, I get that. But Like, like when we were teens. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, in general, those people that make it on those shows, they're just, it's a death sentence because you are just stuck in the machine. And you're yeah, not creating anything was, real. Oh, she was, I feel like she was in, like, a Dream Girls the movie. Jennifer Hudson. Yeah, she won. One of them, didn't she? Or yeah, did she, she did. Or was she like a second up? Second no, she was up. third. Okay. She was like third or some shit. Like, I mean, like, at least... She lost that... Dude, listen to this shit. <laughs> Real quick. She lost the fucking, um... Like, the, 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 uh... The one... Ruben Stuttered, who does not exist anymore. No, I don't even know him. that name. He was a really big black dude. Yeah. Ruben Stuttered, and then, um... 
starts with a C, like Clay. Oh, Clay Aiken. No, he's a country singer, but like I think I know yeah, it might be Clay about. Aiken. Do you think? I think it is Clay. Let me check that, dude. I gotta look that up. But it's just, yeah, and like. I, you also hear rumors of the fact that, like, it's just about the voice, it's not about the looks, but then, like, you hear the bat, like, behind the scenes, and it's like, well, yeah, actually, they told me I needed to lose 100 pounds in order to, like, become a pop singer or something like that. Like, I won, but I didn't really win. Or I feel like, basically, if you don't comply with what the next step is in an order to, like, release an album and do this whole thing to to their terms you're not going to make it big and that's ridiculous and it's sad it's sad that people go through all of this just to be like basically trash once more you yeah know? no and it's just like you you don't have any staying power you just don't because no. you're just the covers person like well like i can i could go up there and sing a freaking cover song i'm not saying i'm gonna be good at it but no like, you can sing I could go over there and do the same thing, or like you could, and we would still be right here where we are I know, right now. I know, and it was Clay. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Why I thought he was country singer. He is. I think he like ran for mayor or something. What? But yeah, he was like a he was a singer. I just think that like people that do like you know what's a really an interesting one, Tori Kelly. Do you remember her? No. She came out with like a few pop songs, but she really got big on YouTube. And this got her a record deal oh. off of these like awesome covers. And I was super into it. And then I heard her first couple of songs and I was like, this is not Tori Kelly. Yeah, but like. It's like you don't, you're not able to establish your own voice. Who is you know what that I mean? kid? Um, Jay Collier. Collier. But he is a he is good original stuff, right? No, but that's how he became famous. Was he covered a Stevie Wonder song on YouTube? People saw it, and all the amazing instruments that he could play, and all this range he had with his voice. And it was a cover song, but he put his own spin on it. And now, look where he is now, creating this like beautiful, gorgeous music. Like he won't hold you. That was a fantastic song. And if anyone tries to tell me otherwise. They're a bunch of liars. And like that NPR tiny desk thing at home. No, that's cool. It was that's so cool. cool what he did. So I think maybe there can be some greatness coming out of it. But I just also think that these people are like, yeah, I got a good voice. Let's go audition for these things and do it. Yeah. See what we can do. You know? No, I, and it's just like, it's not, the game has changed. Like the music industry has changed so much to where now what's really accepted isn't necessarily like with the advent of Spotify, I feel like industry insiders can't dictate what they expect to click. You know what yeah. I mean? And so I think it's important that modern artists really understand. And I think that's, what's been the coolest part about this whole situation. The moose plan is just, we have done such a deep fucking dive in the music yeah. and we're finding all of these artists that like, I don't think, they're young. they're young. They have no idea what they're doing. And I think yeah. that's like when they're creating the most, like the yeah. best music. Yeah. Like, like Remy they're Wolf. They're not sellouts yet. They're no. just like doing their thing. Exactly. Like Remy Wolf for us is just so much fun to listen to. Cause she seems like she's like a 20 something that is just really into colors and she has a really good voice, but she's really good at writing and music she's, too. she's like crazy out there. Yeah. She's just doing her thing. Exactly. She does not give a fuck. But she is like making enough money to where she can do that. 
because of the Spotify's and because of the Apple Music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think those people are getting the shine and they're becoming viable. Yeah. And so these companies are trying to force people to listen to they shit that they don't want to. to. Yeah. Exactly. And then I mean, I just want to make I just want to point out one other thing about like these TV show competitions is that like the people that at least the ones that they televise, the people that like apply are country singers and pop singers and those are the two that still That's it. But people other people still heavily write their music. And so maybe you can't succeed in that. I mean, obviously we've seen it, but like everyone knows, I think even, but I also feel like even country music is swaying away from like the big boys, like up in the office writing their songs. Now I feel like they're even coming out and starting to do like more of their own original yeah. stuff that I know of at least. I mean, I don't really follow country music that mm-hmm. much, but I think they're more genuine people behind country music now. I'd like to think. Yeah. And I mean, you can even see that in pop music still. Like, there are still well, some pop artists yeah, who write their own stuff, who produce their own stuff, yeah. and do, like, the whole shebang. And it's Lizzo. Like, Lizzo's pop. I mean, yeah. I'd say that. It at least gives me a little... Um, Hope. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's just nice that we're moving away from that. The covers, songs. The, well, and... just, like, the process of it all. And I think with, like, artists that do that cover stuff, if you do it heartfelt and meaningful, then it can still be a powerful. It can still be a song. powerful situ- song, right? But yeah. I feel like some of them are just using it as a way to kind of hijack their way into fame. Yeah, I guess that's okay. my issue. With that it. makes sense. I see that. Because like I can just think of like besides Tori, there are like a few other artists where it's like they're doing covers of people's stuff, and it all sounds great. And then when they put out that first album. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're just making pop shit. And it's yeah. like, what? why did I just spend all my time getting yeah. invested in you just for me to find out you don't know how to write a fucking song? So I think basically what we're getting at is that we think an artist who has more of a like, foundation, an idea of what they want to sound like, it's like... That's okay. I'm okay with you I doing know, a cover. I know. But when you're just doing it Sounds so terrible for us to say. It doesn't, though. It, 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 it's kind of bad. But like, you Yeah, know, but like, okay, no, no, no. We're supposed do, to be obnoxious. I do hate when people on YouTube, that's all they do. Yeah. Or one thing that killed me when I was younger... I don't even know if this counts really, but when I was younger, I took many years of piano lessons, many, and I hated when that one kid would find the piano in the room and they'd be like, hey, I know this pop song. And it's only because you watched a two minute YouTube music video about it. Don't even know the keys that you're playing. You just know how to press and the fucking button. you're just there to show off. I think that's what majority of those like covers on YouTube are because they think they have a decent voice or something. It's like, no, really, no, no, you don't. No, it's just like, what are, what are you doing? Yeah, no, and I like, I think like classical musicians and like jazz too right now, it's so different because you are spending so much time with like the sheet music and the music and you're just getting this like deep wealth of knowledge about it why it was created how it was done yeah what does this mean and what does that mean and how can i just tinker with this and all that and i i think that's like really interesting you know what i mean and i'm yeah. okay with that as a career choice 
what you you nailed it though where it's just like you have these snot-nosed brats or people that just like think they're cool because they can play because they can sing one song exactly and it's like okay yeah no there's like probably one song that i could sing decently like all the others no hell no no but you're not on youtube trying because like you know how to play piano you played yesterday you did um something by debussy and it was good it sounded good um and you're not on youtube trying to be like well i'm the next it's like it's you know what it is it's like if somebody is playing moonlight sonata so well by Beethoven, like and then they say I'm going to be the next greatest composer because I know how to play Moonlight Sonata. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. Uh, covers just, they make me icky. Even though I do like a few of them. I know. Can we talk about a few, actually? Do you yeah, want yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's like a few on my list that I, I forgot about that I was like, okay, no, this, I do think this is better than the original. Yeah. No, I've got one. I've got a few. Um... I really like Daniel Caesar's cover of Kanye West's Streetlights, uh, who we'll be talking about later. But um, I think it's just like he takes Kanye's vision, and I think he meant it to be like a real R&B song Kanye did, and Daniel Caesar just runs with it. And I think it's like just this beautiful, moving song. Um, Another good one for me um, is going to be Tori Kelly's uh, rendition of Suit and Tie by Justin Timberlake. Oh. It's not too different. It's honestly just like an acoustic cover, but she's a way better singer than Justin. Yeah. And she does these like crazy runs all the way through it. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, man. Um, and then my last one I want to talk about is Summertime by Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong. Um, that's one of my favorite songs from like Do you think it's childhood. better than the original? No. Because the original is the Afro one, right? No, it's not. But you're saying it's not better. It's not better, but I don't think it's meant to be better. I, I think, think it's just a completely different sound because the original is opera, but exactly. this one is like jazzy, bluesy. Yeah, yeah. and I think um, it's the emotion's still there. I actually have a song that's like that. What is I, it? Yeah, XO by John Mayer. You, I showed it to you earlier, not saying that Beyonce... No, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's just like a completely different sound yeah. and like the tone that John Mayer puts behind it. Yeah. It almost sounds like that could be the original just because like the love song I exactly. feel like is meant to be more of a ballad than like Beyonce's kind of poppier sound she yeah. has on it. So they're completely different ends of the spectrum and I think that's what's kind of beautiful about a cover song, really. Yeah. I mean, like you can have two songs that are the same but sound completely different. Exactly. And that's what I love about it. And then, or did you finish the ones that you want to talk about? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, the only other one that I have, and I'm not going to talk about it, is John Coltrane's cover of Every Time We Say Goodbye. Okay. I think it's by Ray Charles, but it's just like a really good jazz rendition. Yeah, I just want to point out a few, really, because like, um, I said Running Up That Hill by Meg Myers. I do think that's better than Taylor. I got to check that out, because I do I like I kind of Meg hate Myers myself for saying that, but one that I do have on here is The Girl from Ipanema by Amy Winehouse. Oh, 
I walked in on you listening to that. I think that's And I was better. just like, it is better. I don't it know who sang originally. Obviously, so it's, it was like the start of a genre. That was the start of Boston Oak. I know, but like, obviously, Frank Sinatra did not sing that first, I don't think, but like, no. that's the one I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. And like, it's kind of a creepy song. It is. But the spin Amy Winehouse put on it made it feel better. Like, yeah. she just made it feel like more smoother and just like, put well, she, she just has just, like, such a beautiful voice. Yeah. And she had like a real hand she wasn't like a super great musician but she had like a a hand in like how her music was created and i think she just has a timeless soul she does and the ability and you can hear this in all her music there's just such a a a depth to it and just like this beautifulness there is to everything she did yeah and um yeah she's she she can cover anything i don't I don't care. You yeah. know who else is really a great cover artist? Who? Lady Gaga. Really? She did an album with Tony Bennett, like a jazz. Oh, the Christmas one. Right? So Wasn't that good. so good? And everyone was like, who is this person? Like, this is not Lady Gaga, because I think that was like, you know, she's mellowed out. Yeah. Over these past But that years. was like right after paparazzi and all yeah. that shit kind of blew over. And then that next thing she like, did was that album with Tony well, Bennett. Well, I honestly feel like that was like one of the first times people looked at her and they were like, "Oh, she can, she can, like, she knows okay, what she's doing." We can maybe take her more seriously now. Like she's I got know. this. Yeah, that was like when she she did um oh my gosh she did uh, the ladies a tramp. She did. Yeah, I'll show it to you. Ooh, it's it's good. It's really good. But yeah, I put a few others on Being here, like nerds. What the World Needs Now by Tank and the Bangas. Not oh, saying that's yeah. like better than the original. They're just and like, it was a good one to point out. No, it is. And then what I do think that's better than the original version is Wild Horses by the Sundays, which was originally done by the Rolling Stones. Mm. I think she has this like really higher pitched, like really almost angelic voice. And then compared that to like the Rolling Stones' is like raspy, like kind of harsh voice almost. Yeah. And it's supposed to be this sad song, like, Wild Horses Can't Set Me Free or whatever. I don't know what the saying is, but, like, I think we all know it. But um, I just think it sounds better with her more angelic voice. But the other thing is, is that I actually heard that song before I heard the Rolling Stones version. So maybe that's why I prefer it over the other. I think that's maybe another thing that cover songs are dealing with, too, is that people don't know the original, which is supposed to get sad. It is. And then I wrote down Come Back to Earth by Raylan Baxter. I know. I'm not saying it's better than the Mac Miller version. Oh, dude. Yeah, no. I, I just like just it. I like it It's a, a good version. It is. And then... You can say... If you think it's better, you think it's better. I don't think it is. And then, uh, last one I want to talk about. I have this song, Same Drugs, on here. Not saying I'm saying it's better. I just know a lot of people have redone it, surprisingly. You know? Yeah, Mr. No. Wives have covered it. This band called Free Throw did, and I. Mr. Wives covered it. Yeah. I might have to check, check that out. And uh, I just think a lot of people have, and it's a it's a really powerful Beautiful good song, song, and it's like I think there hasn't been a version that I've heard that I haven't not liked. Yeah, I think um, that's such an interesting song because he's got two versions of it. Yeah. And when he there's like a it's only on the music video, but he has like one of his friends singing the other part, and she can really blow. And it's just like there's they're singing back and forth to each other. Yeah. And that's when the song I think gets super interesting. So I don't even like the original either. 
I usually listen to the music video version. Yeah. To be completely honest. Yeah, and there's just so many. How old is that song? It's only like three or four years old. Yeah. So the fact that it just like people keep redoing it. I know. Or like. That was I, such a good album, though. Yeah. Such a good fucking album. Um. Coloring Book was album of the decade well, in like, hip hop. Of Monsters and Men just covered circles by post malone and they put a whole new spin on it and it was kind of fun that must be cool yeah so i just think I sound kind of like a it's kind of right fun now, to hear these pop songs that bands do like i know i'm just repeating myself we've just gone all over this again but like i don't know just at the end of the day i'm not against cover songs i like cover songs i, I do have am. problems with some of them obviously we talked about that but like it's fun and it has its place. And we're not going to do top five. I think we're just going to no. release the playlist that we have yeah. of our cover songs that we've written down. I may add, who knows? We've still got a couple days before Wednesday comes. But, yeah, I just think I can definitely, all, all I wanted to say is that I can definitely appreciate the cover song. And that's that. I think in the right settings, I definitely can. I just, I'm very wary of them. Yeah. You know oh, I, mean? I forgot to say something. What? I wanted to say... When we went and saw the Green Committee live. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. Well, because Samia, who opened for the Green Committee, she played Hot and Cold she killed it. by Katy Perry. And she that was so it. much fun to hear that song. And everyone was just singing along. And it's I like, know. I haven't heard this song in years, but I still remember When you lyrics, hear like that, like, da, 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 I was like, oh my God, is she about to do this yes. shit? And then. Uh, I've known lots of people have uh, covered this song, but the Greeting Committee cover "Wake Up" by Arcade Fire, and it's just such a powerful song. And it was a really fun moment because they managed to get everyone out on stage, like all the people who were working backstage, yeah. and then like their just, friends like, singing, that were in the area playing tambourine, just like that whatever big bongo drum. Yes, yeah, there was like a timpani out there. Or, like, they had, like, five guitarists out there playing, yeah. and so... Because they brought out Samia and her band. Yeah! And then they had a bunch of friends that were there, and they were just, like, playing random stuff. Yeah, it and was that cool. was, like, when you see a cover song live, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. I feel like that is a lot more acceptable for me. Yeah. Which is weird, because it's, like, the same thing, but, like, I don't know. I know. I, I don't know what I'm I think it's just more about an atmosphere kind of thing, you Yeah. Know? You're just really vibing. They're just doing it. Yeah, so, I just, I know. We'll just finish on, does that feel like a good note to finish on? Yeah, here? yeah. Okay, so covering songs, yay, nay, whatever. I think that was a good little... Good little conversation. Yeah. We talked we talk some issues out. Exactly, I think we did. Relationship grew stronger today. Oh, just a tad bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm not excited for this next part. I it's all you. I'll put down the mic, but I don't care. It's your <sighs> time. Oh, my God. All right, so... Uh, this is going to be me kind of taking the weed on this. This the is going to be really interesting. Um, I've been like a huge fan of Kanye since uh, it's been a long, long time. Um, and so I don't even really know where we began. I'm, I'm just going to like dive into it. I'm just going to talk for like a second yeah. about my childhood and how he kind of fits in everything. But like what I'm just getting at is like I think Kanye's whole situation right now went from like a seven right on the but, like, like the wildness spectrum. crazy spectrum and i don't want to call him crazy okay yeah sorry because i feel like no it's fine like he's he just has mental health issues yes. and he clearly is not 
taking care of it. But yes. he's on like a seven on that Richter scale, at Richter scale, and, and like, he kicked it up to great. a ten. Yeah, that whole political um, what's it called rally where he said the Harriet Tubman thing, that kind of like the abortion thing. Yeah, that just it just kicked me in my gut, honestly, because like I didn't realize it like impacted you that much. It hurt. We didn't really talk about it. I mean, we like mentioned it, but we were like, "Wow, that's wild!" And then we know it just it's easier to bury it. To be completely honest, like kind of honestly, it hurts my soul for to hear him say something like that about such a wonderful woman, and then about something as simple as letting someone. Well, choose like, to take care of themselves, basically. Well, the only thing is, is that... It's dumb. Wasn't it that they almost thought about, like, aborting one of their children? I know. Well, and, like, why, why would, would you, you say, say that? that? Because that's only... How do you think that kid is going to feel? Oh, my God. Like, down the road, but sorry, interrupting. You need to no, go. No, but that, that kind of, like... He's, like, a completely different person, and so I feel like I need to kind of it's more like therapy for me than anything i know you guys probably don't care like, i mean that was me last like, week we all fucking hate kanye who the <laughs> fuck cares like fuck kanye but anyways um just to kind of explain like why there are so many kanye west defenders why i used to be one i don't really do it anymore but like the whole taylor swift thing leading up to like the first like maga thing i was defending him and i think um just to kind of really get into why he still has like a platform and then what i think needs to happen and so just kind of explain like where i'm coming from so like when i was a kid i always felt like that i know (laughs) i'm not um (laughs) i always felt like the odd man out of my family never felt like i really fit in with anybody like extended family my intermediate family and i feel like they all are like very loving of me mm-hmm. but they just don't know what to do with me you know what i, I mean that. i have a very grating personality um i'm very sensitive and i'm moody and i think that i also like a lot of weird shit and they just didn't know how to like read me like my siblings love to play outside and go hang out with their friends and do this, that, and the other. And for me, oh, you think somebody's here. I know. I'm kind of tempted to go open up the door. That's fine. Um, for me, I would like to play like with my Legos and just kind of be by myself and yeah. do my own thing. Video and, games. Yeah, and I was yeah. just a shut-in. And I like to read and, and write and just try to just kind of be by myself and but there's I, nothing wrong with that no there's not it's just like i don't think they knew how to kind of foster that and so like i don't want to say i felt like lost or anything but like it was just like i don't know it's just like it was i mean your parents it just felt great. weird they are they are yeah. great and they did a really good job honestly raising me and I agree. And, and just trying to clan over there. Oh Jesus! Um, <laughs> there's like a lot of us. There's like for any holiday, we probably have about 25 people. It's wild to me. Yeah, no, it's and it's like two families basically. Yeah, it's not like it's like the entire. We're well, just growing. It's a growing family. Oh my God, my brother just had his third baby. My sister has four, and it's just like Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Um, They're a bunch of cuties. I Don't know. even lie. I know. They're adorable. I love. But anyways, um, 
And it was like, honestly, it took me a while to get in the music, like, period. Because I didn't like anything. That was played around your house? Yeah, I mean, besides, like, my parents' shit. But, yeah. like. Which is old, yeah. and that's still not, like, something you have to exactly. yourself. To, like, own. And so, one of my birthdays, my sister got me and Adam, two, my twin and I, two CDs. So he got Get Lifted by John Legend. Which I want to talk about that, too, because you can see how it's impacted his it has. music list. Adam, Adam sings now, which is just like, he's been singing for a while. But you think but it has something really to do with that really pushed album. him into it. Yeah, now. which is so interesting. Yeah, I know. But, like, well, I've talked about the impacts of, like, those CDs when I was that young. Oh, yeah. Like, no, but sorry. I'm no, you're right. I mean, like, ordinary people, like, he would just sing that all day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, for me, it was late registration by Kanye West. How old? When was this birthday? <sighs> if you had to guess. It doesn't have to be the exact. Was it? It came out in 2005, I looked. So, 12. I was 12 when I first got that. Makes sense. And, um... Seem old enough to be listening to an explicit Kanye West Yeah, album. my mom's <laughs> like, they like looked at it, and they looked at her, and they're just like... All right, it's time. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, and that, that that album, honestly, like it made me realize like, hey, there is like music that you can be into that makes you feel not like whole or anything like that, but like like someone is like you and you're not like alone in this weirdness. And it's a you know weird, I mean? special feeling and extremely difficult to describe it is and it's not like i sat there and like cried or anything no it just makes you feel like fuller exactly like Like, i didn't feel like just being like black in america there's there's like a certain mold yeah that you're always kind of forced to fit and like i just didn't and um did kanye help with that it honestly did because it felt like he was kind of like me where he was just like this weird kid who really just like was into music and making like soul beats is what he calls them you know what i mean and just hearing that album with like strings and orchestral noises and now he's got gospel going on too exactly he's just exploring like his his musical sense you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and so i really just fucking loved it and ran with it and then i found lupe fiasco because of him because of him because lupe was featured on one of the tracks he was featured on to sky and then from there i found common and then i started really listening to jay-z because like jay-z's old albums were like more like mafioso and like hard but the beats were like something that i was into yeah that's when i really got into hip-hop and hip-hop is my favorite form of music yeah i don't listen to it as much as i used to but But i I think think it's still your backbone it is and it's kind of like there's just this one like lyric on like the first song of the album it's called heard him say um and it's heard him say it's with adam levine i showed it to you yesterday yeah it was good she's not a big fan of hip-hop like at all and she was really into it but there's this one part and i think it just encapsulates like black america and i think it's just uh it's a beautiful verse and just to hear him say it it felt like damn like you just feel like you're kind of a part of it now instead of feeling like uh, you're just not worth people's times yeah because like inside like black america people that kind of like grew up in the neighborhoods that i grew up were like you know i'm not saying my parents are upper middle class well they kind of are my parents were like upper middle class and it just feels weird living in johnson county yeah yeah exactly (laughs) um 
but people would like look down on you and they wouldn't they would like say you're not black enough because you're from johnson county yeah and no. like that shit like it fucks with you i mean you know? yeah and so to hear someone like him like saying that i'm not going to read the verse um i guess i'll read it i don't really know where i'm going with this and uh so this is like the the second verse of that song it's not like super hood it's pretty poppy but it's like almost acoustic-y in a way yeah right? no it was um it it's just basically a piano and yeah right well, it's gonna be and grand keep praying and keep believing and jesus one day that shall see him till they walk in his footsteps and try to be him the devil is alive i feel him breathing claiming money is the key so keep on dreaming and he put these lottery tickets just to tease us um da -da -da -da. and my aunt pam can't put these cigarettes down now my little cousin's smoking these cigarettes now his job trying to claim that he too niggerish now is it because his skin blacker than licorice now i can't figure it out i'm sick of the now like that's beautiful yeah it is it and really i think is. that was like the first time it felt like someone encapsulated the concept of being black in america mm -hmm. for a 12 year old who didn't feel black in america yeah you know what I mean? Even though I'm black in America. You are. And so he was just for all the weirdos and the fringe kids and the well, skater black kids think... that just aren't considered yeah. black enough I'm by still black think America. I think kind of does shed light to this kind of outcast sort of group fringe of group. people. Yeah. Yeah. And he was the first one that made emotions in hip hop cool. There's this one song on this album, May, where it's called Roses, and he's just singing about like his grandma dying. Yeah. And he has like a freak out in the hospital. Jeez. And he's rapping it. And it's just like, it's beautiful. Well, like, I hate that we have to talk about this, but like, oops, I apologize. You're fine. I'm not, it's fine. But, um, the fact that we have to, because, like, I even talked about it last episode, that, like, we have to shed light on the fact that these men can talk about their emotions freely. Which is just so it's fucking so sad. sad. And it's only, it's taken so many goddamn years oh my to God. get to this place where, like, and it's not even to a place where I think men feel comfortable about I it. I know. I don't, I think, like, some people our age are. Yes. I'm pretty comfortable talking. You I, are. I, for the most part. I know I get weird about it sometimes. But, like, that's what but, is so alluring about you is because you are able to just, like, talk about almost everything and anything under the sun. Yeah. So. It took a while to get here. To no, I know, honest. I know. But it's just, like, at least while it's sad, at least there are these, like, pop culture figures like Kanye that can do they that. They just dive into it. Even though he's kind of on a roller coaster right now. Which is just heartbreaking. But yeah. at least some of his old music does show stuff like that. Even his new stuff. On the album before this last one, he like had this dark, beautiful song about raising his daughter. And he's just like, it's like it clicked in him and he's like, God damn it. Why did I treat women so poorly? And now I've got a fucking daughter and I got to deal with yeah. these guys that were just like me. Yeah. That's what that song's about. And it's just like, damn, Which dude. Which is another sad thing. But, you know, I know. besides the point, we're not going to But at least he's, now. like, talking about it. Yeah, exactly. And, like, saying, we need to stop doing this shit to our women. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, 
anyways, just to kind of get back into it and kind of put it into it, this is going to be a pretty short episode, to be completely honest. I, I'm kind of... That's okay. I know. Um, it's about time. It is. <laughs> We've been... Okay. Yeah, I feel gonna, like we need to talk about what he's been up to as of late. That's, what I'm, gonna, that's what I'm okay. getting to. And so, I think, like, because he held such a special place and, like, kind of the alternative black culture for, like, years, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Then he just kind of, like, he got a pass on, like, a lot of stuff. The Taylor Swift thing, he got a pass on. And I'm not saying what he did was right, but, like, you know, that was fucked up. But he got a pass. Yeah. And then, like, the whole um, just different shit, him saying stuff, he got a pass, he got a pass, he got a pass. He got a pass from me in 2016 for the MAGA shit. Even though I don't care about political stuff on this, but like, you know, it was just weird to it see him kind of, right. it didn't feel right, him dancing around in front of him and then being at the White House and all that. But you know what? I just chalked it up to like, you can have your political beliefs. You're still like an artist to me. Stop I can separate the two. I'm oh, sorry. I can separate the two and that's fine. Yeah. But like his whole political campaign uh, or the slavery is like a mindset and like that thing yeah. and the Harriet Tubman comment. I just, I can't do it anymore. And it's, it's hard to say that. It's going to take a good chunk of time to uh, for people to get over it the is. stuff that he's done these last couple of weeks. I know. And I feel like he's doing it. And the fucked up part is it feels like he's doing it for his next album because he's putting out Donda. He's supposed to put it out last week. I'm guessing he's putting it out pretty soon. Yeah. And I just... Part of me just wants to be completely over him. But and you, I, know I don't this, think you ever will be. I don't think I will be. I'll probably listen to the new album. And that's what sucks, because he was like a hero of mine, to be completely yeah. honest. Like, as a kid, he was a hero of mine. Yeah. And... That's why they always say, don't have heroes unless they're dead, to be completely honest, because they... Kind of makes sense, but you can still like dish up dirt bad on what I mean. Yeah, but you can at least have that, it's not going to be in your face, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he just he meant a lot to me as a kid. I think he got me through, like, his music got me through a lot of stuff, to be completely honest. Like, my cry song is Bring Me Down by Kanye West. That song, like, breaks me down, builds me back up. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it just, it sucks. Like, I'm like, I'm close to tears to be completely I know, honest. I can tell. And few people in my life, and I this sounds so whack, have had more of an influence on me than, like, that music. No, that's not. I can't think of anything that has been more influential than, like, his first three albums for me. That's like, I want to be a rapper because, say, because like. I did. Yeah. I made a mixtape because of what I did. I know. Like, but, I mean, I think there is no shame in admitting the fact that, like, music has maybe potentially had a bigger impact in your life than, like, any single individual has because I think music is, like, such a universal, large, massive thing with a lot more meaning than maybe even one person could ever have. You I know? think it, it it can cross all barriers. It really can. Language, culture, 
it can cross all barriers. Yeah. And oh man, he just he He was that for you and now he was that for me and now he just can't be anymore. Yeah. And it's hard. But I guess what I'm saying is like there comes a point in time where you have to kinda accept the fact that he's not the same person anymore. And if he needs help, I pray to God that he gets it. Yeah, I do too. I honestly do. Because I think that, and this is dark, but I think in a couple of years, like, we might see a headline that we don't want to see. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. I'm being honest. Yeah. And I think um, he needs the help that he needs. And I hope, like, they get it to him. If it's his family, which I don't think, like, I hate it when people say the Kardashians are, like, the reason why he's, like, like this. They had nothing to do with it, no. and they shouldn't be getting the flack that they do, and at least in this. Yeah. Right? And I think that Kim actually does love him. Yeah. She wouldn't do all this shit for him if she didn't love him. But I think for everybody, there comes a point in time where you just have to let something go. Yeah. If it's going to be this damaging, and I think <sighs> Kanye, the person, is more is creating more issues than Kanye, the musician, is solving. Yeah. And so I think that he needs to go off by himself and just be like a music sage. I don't know. But yeah, my throat's starting to hurt. Um, you finished? I'm done, yeah. I just, I don't even know where to end that. It's just like, okay. God damn it. I, I, got, I got some cover, I got some songs. Go. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. This is the Moose Blend Podcast. We are the non-music experts from Midwest. I know that was a little heavy, a little, little, little something. Two heavy episodes extra in a row. Extra there. <laughs> well, extra. Extra. But I am May, and this is Kay. You're her. And I'm going to finish you off with um, some weird songs featuring artists that do not fit the mold. Ready? I'm ready. I got this one's called Tiffany Blues by Fall Out Boy featuring Kanye. God. <laughs> mm. I got one other. I got Thriller by Fall Out Boy, which featured Jay Z. So I don't know what she can do with them, but you know, like Thriller, like Michael Jackson. No, 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 that was not it. But their song is called Thriller, and it the opening was Jay Z. So you know, I just want people to know that Jay Z and Kanye went emo pop. For a minute. Dude, they both did songs with uh, Linkin Park. Exactly! I, I just hate don't. Park. <gasps> I hate them. Okay, okay. And that's the Moose Blend Podcast, everyone. Have a good night, day, weekend, week, whatever. See you later. Peace.